0: show is to get to the heart of well-being through inspirational stories of everyday people expert insights from a number of health and lifestyle related disciplines and exploration of topics that underpin well-being if you want to take control of your well-being and put yourself front and center in your life then this is the podcast for you i want you to feel calm nurtured and inspired so you can enjoy your life and your success If you have not yet done so, please subscribe, rate and review on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you know someone else that would get value from the show as well, please share it with them. Join me on this journey and let's live the fab life together. Hello and welcome. Today, I'm so excited to introduce you to a colleague and online friend, Judy Newbery. Welcome to you, Judy.
1: Thank you, Bev. I'm I'm actually very excited to be here. So thank you for inviting me.
0: Judy, we'd love to know a bit more about you and what it is that you do.
1: Well, I work as a facial reflexologist and this is basically a reflexologist who works specifically on the face and I specialise in treating stress, fatigue and immune problems and have been a reflexologist for nearly 11 years. I'm also a registered nurse and I worked in general nursing, midwifery and district nursing And I now use a combination of my medical knowledge and my experience as a nurse combined with all the experience I have gained as a facial reflexologist so that I can treat each client individually and give them a holistic model of care.
0: Mm, That sounds beautiful because I hadn't heard about facial reflexology specifically until I met you. So this this is really timely for us to have this conversation. Facial reflexology... It isn't so well-known, and I'm, I think
1: because there's not that many places that teach it around the world, and it is becoming more well-known. There's a lot more schools that are teaching it now, but in Australia there's only one, really, in Sydney. So it is getting more well-known, like I said, but it's a wonderful therapy, and I find it a very, very powerful therapy. And I use a combination usually of the face, mainly
0: the face, but I also do some treatment on the feet. Sounds divine. So we're going to explore that a little bit further. So for you, you've obviously had your own well-being journey. And like a lot of us as practitioners, we came to our particular way of working with our clients because we needed something ourselves. So let's talk about your well-being journey.
1: Well, I first heard about reflexology when I was living in the UK for a number of years. Now, I had always been interested in complementary therapies and had used ones like homeopathy and naturopathy on myself and my family. And even though I'd heard the term reflexology, I really didn't know anything about it. Anyway, while I was living in the UK, I had a number of digestive issues and a friend recommended reflexology. And I thought, well, give it a go. don't know anything about it, but <laughs> I'm sure it can't hurt. And I found it very, very beneficial. I found this lovely um, lady who was wonderful, very gentle, and I found it a very powerful therapy in helping reduce my digestive symptoms, but also helping with stress. Now, I tend to be a bit of a warrior, so, um, which does, which, you know, increases your stress, but also affects um, digestive problems. And I found by having these regular reflexology treatments, I'd come out feeling wonderful, but I was a lot calmer. And this helped reduce any digestive issues I had too. When we returned to Australia, I continued nursing and then i started to get very frustrated i was doing district nursing and it was becoming very task oriented so it was basically doing injections or medications or um, wound care and even though the client may have had a lot of other issues you had very little time to address them and i found this very very stressful and i and it was you know you would had so many people to see every day that um, you were on the go the whole time and i ended up being burnt out and i thought there's got to be a better way there's got to be a better way that i can still treat people work with people but in a more holistic way and less stressful way so that's when i thought i'm going to change my career and i started reflexology and like i mentioned i've been a reflexologist now for nearly 11 years and i find it's wonderful because I can treat people in a very holistic way and not just address their symptoms, but address the whole body. And I find that even though people may come with a particular health condition, there's often a lot of, lot of, a lot of other issues behind it, like emotional issues. It can be grief that they haven't dealt with. It, it can be um, lack of self-worth and things like that that all contribute to the health condition. So I find that I'm able to treat someone in a very holistic way and spend that time with them. And I love that. I love that. It's made such a huge difference to my, to my own health too because it's also brought out, I think clients often teach you a lot of things you need to know about yourself and you see a lot of your issues reflected in clients too. And I've learned a lot of really good boundaries around my time and my health and a lot of self-care that I have implemented for myself too and I can then educate clients about. So it's been um, yeah, a very interesting journey but it's been great.
0: Yes. It's like heal heal yourself in the process. So I love that.
1: Mm, Very much so. Very much so. And I'm always learning from my clients and always often triggers things in me. And I think, okay, what are they doing? And I'm thinking, oh gosh, I'm doing the same thing. How can I change that? So yeah, it's great. I love it.
0: (laughs) Beautiful. And so I've had, you know, reflexology, the traditional one, Mm -hmm. and I found it really painful because obviously I had a lot of, problems with my health. But it was pleasurable pain, if that makes any sense. Mm. Now we're talking about facial reflexology. So can you explore with us how this practice actually works? Yes, of course. Now, um, pain, it doesn't need to
1: be painful. And there can be tender areas um, of the body because it's reflecting what's going on in the body. So let me explain a little bit further. Reflexology is a science that deals with the principle that basically there are reflex areas on the face, the feet, the hands and the ears. And these correspond with all different parts of the body. So all the various organs, all the the muscles, the joints, um, areas, the brain. So the whole body is reflected in these areas. And in facial reflexology specifically, you're dealing a lot with traditional Chinese medicine. So this looks at energy pathways through the body and the ones that can be out of balance. And meridians basically are energy pathways that are named after the main organ they go through. So, for example, the stomach meridian will start on the face and it will sort of come from the eye, under the nose, round the lips and come down your chin and run through your breast, through your stomach and then down your legs. So it's named after the stomach meridian. And each meridian... Holds emotions too. So it can be grief, it can be anger, it can be joy, it can be stress. And in facial reflexology, I look at the areas of the body that are most out of balance. And how I find that is just say, for example, you ate too many Easter eggs. (laughs) Well, all that sugar will cause little deposits in your face that feel like grains of sand. So you may feel little areas, you know, I sort of feel all over the face. And it might feel areas that feel like little grains of sand. But if someone's had a longer standing issue or a more serious health concern, the area is very dense on the face and it'll feel like a very thickened area of the skin, which can even go into a lump if it is a very, very serious condition. So I explore the areas that are out of balance and then I start treating those as well as your symptoms. So for example, if you um, had asthma, doesn't mean the problem started in your lungs. The problem may have started somewhere else in your body. And then you find the area that is most out of balance and that tells you where the problem actually started. Is this making sense? Yes,
0: yes, this is
1: perfect. So what you do is you treat that area first because by treating the area where the problem started, you'll get rid of the symptoms. And of course, you can treat the symptoms too if someone has you know, shoulder pain or neck pain or things like that. There's also um, Vietnamese nerve points on the face and they're points all over the forehead. They're near your nose, your cheeks, in in line with your eyes. And they can be treated very specifically for a health condition, but also for any pain issues. So if you get frequent headaches, um, you can treat those. If you get um, neck pain, shoulder pain, back pain, there's a lot of points you can work for those. It also works areas, you can work areas of the brain. So if someone has had a stroke or other brain related issues, there are a lot of areas of the brain that you can also treat. And it also increases lymphatic drainage. So as well as improving nerve supply and circulation to the face, you're getting rid of toxins. So there's a lot of lymphatic drainage done. There's also a Japanese acupressure points that you work on the face for a particular health condition, or it can be a pain point. There's musculoskeletal areas you work on the face. So it is very much a whole holistic treatment of the face. I find it, yeah, very, very powerful by incorporating all the different areas that you can work. Essentially,
0: whether you had reflexology on your feet or on your face, you're still working with the same meridians. It sounds like you can do a few more things with these other nerve points and lymphatic drainage when you're working on the face?
1: Yes, very much so, exactly. The feet I find is great. I mainly do a treatment on the face and then I do a a shorter time on the feet. The feet is great to work the whole spine, so stimulating the whole central nervous system. And yes, you can certainly work areas um, of the body on the feet, but I find the face is perhaps more specific. And it also looks at I guess where your problem started. So for example, it classifies conditions. So if you have something like asthma or frequent conditions, sorry, infections, or even something as serious as cancer, that is an immune system problem. So you really target the immune system as well as treating areas of the body that are out of balance. If it's something like irregular periods or infertility, you work a lot on the hormonal system. So you're bringing the body back into balance that way. And that's why I find it it works a lot deeper than just doing the feet.
0: And so you've already started to cover my next question is what are the kind of health issues that you could treat with Mm -hmm. facial reflexology? So you mentioned a few there, like infertility, which is fascinating to me that you can do a treatment and actually bring the hormones back into balance. Mm. And then you mentioned some other things as you were talking. So let's talk about what are the health issues that you would Use facial reflexology for?
1: Look, it can be a very, very wide range of things. I specialise in treating stress and fatigue because I find that stress is often the precursor to a lot of illnesses. I also work a lot with immune problems, so, for example, autoimmune conditions, or it can be um, such as someone who has frequent infections and colds all the time to really give their immune system a boost. Also, conditions like asthma. And like I said, cancer. So cancer is very much a a condition of the immune system where the immune system isn't working um, properly. For some reason, it's out of balance. And this could be from years and years and years back that, that this has started. And the immune system should be getting rid of cancer cells, but for some reason, it isn't working properly. So I work a lot with that as well, with really boosting the immune system. Other conditions can be any sort of pain issues. A lot of people with pain will come and see me for pain issues too. It can be um, diabetes and stabilising blood sugars. It can be stabilising blood pressure. And blood pressure is often related to a chemical imbalance in the body. Hence, I'd be looking at the hormonal system, which is our chemical messenger system. So, yeah, it's quite a v- wide variety, variety, I should say, of conditions. But stress and fatigue particularly interests me because I guess it's issues that I've had to deal with myself and it's given me a lot of insight into what stresses I've had in my life and issues that have brought about fatigue and how I have learned to deal with that and also how reflexology has helped me with that and how I can help my clients do the same too. And like I said, the immune system too is a very big one. Especially today, I think, with a lot of lifestyles where people are under stress all the time, stress causes inflammation in the body. And if we have inflammation in the body, then you're causing some damage to the cells. So I look a lot at treating that. And, yeah, a lot of other immune problems that have come because of stress and and our lifestyles, our diet, our diet, um, lack of exercise. There's a lot in our society today that causes problems that lead to increased inflammatory stress in the body.
0: Yes, almost like before you get to the cliff, mm. you're actually remedying the the part of the root causes of of disease. So that's exactly, really helpful. Mm. and it's to break
1: that cycle, and it's to stop you from getting to that where you actually fall off the cliff, and then it's much much harder to get back. Doesn't mean the body can't heal because the body has an incredible ability to heal and to heal itself and to be balanced, but sometimes it needs some help.
0: And so, how does a typical and maybe there's no typical, so you (laughs) can tell me that how would a a facial reflexology session unfold?
1: So, what I do the first um, treatment when someone first comes to me is I do a very detailed medical history and health questionnaire. And the health questionnaire side is a lifestyle questionnaire, I guess, because it's very important to, if someone comes to me for stress, yet they're, you know, eating at McDonald's, they're working, you know, like, you know, whatever, 20 hour days or something, they're not having any time for themselves, they don't have any hobbies, they never rest. Well, that's a huge, you know, red flag, because it means that no matter how many treatments they have, which is obviously going to help them relax, unless they make some changes to their lifestyle, they're They're not gonna achieve what they want to in their health. So the health questionnaire, the medical history is very important. Then I give a full treatment to everyone, mainly on the face, and then also I do a shorter time on the feet. And while I um, treat the face, I'm also looking to find the area that's most out of balance for them, for where their health issues started. Then I will also, draw up a treatment plan for them. And this is very individual. So every treatment, like you say, is different. There isn't really a typical treatment. I mean, obviously, I treat the certain the same areas of the face, but I will obviously work more extensively on areas that um, that need the treatment. But then a a treatment plan will be organised for every person. And this is very individualised, because we all have different different issues. And we um, all have different areas that need Balancing. And I will do a nerve chart, which is basically a facial chart for each person, specific to them for their health concerns. And these are points on the face that they can then do as homework. And I believe very much in empowering a client to take some responsibility for their health. Because I think we're very used to going to the doctor, getting a pill, okay, that treats the symptom, but it never treats the actual cause of it. And unless we do that, the problems are just going to come back. So by doing their homework, the client is taking some responsibility for their own health and also empowers them because it makes them feel as if they can do something. It's not like I've got this diagnosis, what am I going to do, that's it. Well, you can do something and I think we can all do something about our health. Yes, you may need some medical treatment but you can also do something for yourself and that means that if you feel empowered, I think your whole attitude changes towards your disease and you can then not be so stressed about it too because you feel that you're sort of taking you're taking some part in your healing so i recommend initially i recommend weekly treatments for at least four to six weeks because then you start the body beginning to balance itself you start that whole healing process and then the treatments would depend very much on the health condition and i have a lot of clients who now Um, are at a stage of their health where they just have a maintenance so they'll come like every you know four to five weeks sometimes every six weeks depending how well they hear they're feeling and I look at everyone very very holistically so what is going to suit you isn't necessarily what's going to suit the next person but the treatment is then tailored specifically for you
0: and so Judy is there an action that you could recommend that the listeners can take
1: Yes, of course. Now, a lot of the the work is very visual. So it's um, very specific to certain points on the face because there are about 567, I think, points on the face. And out of those, now they use about 250 that are really mainly very effective. So it's a bit hard to show those. But what I can do is show you a way of really reducing stress. And this is a great one if you are feeling a bit anxious. So what you need to do is get your index fingers of your hands and then you rub in front on your face in front of your ears. So do it at the same time, hold your index fingers and rub quite firmly up and down in front of your ears. And you can do this for about 12 to 15 times. And you can even do it if you do it 20 times, it doesn't hurt. But the main thing you're doing here is that there is... A little spine, one of the maps of the face has a spine reflected in front of your ears. And what you're doing by pressing on this spine is you're stimulating the nervous system to calm down. So it brings, it causes a very strong calming effect on your face, especially if you're really anxious. Don't rub up and down quickly, but do it just quite firmly and slowly. And that really helps calm you down. And there's another one you can do too is. Across your forehead, there are a lot of nerve points to reduce stress and to calm the nervous system. And instead of pressing on each one individually, what you can do is if you hold your palms out in front of you with your fingers spread out and keep your wrists quite loose as if you're about to play the piano, and then what you do is you tap, using those loose fingers and your loose wrists, tap all over your forehead and you can do this about 10 times, 15 times and just tap all over your forehead. And what this does, it, you're covering a lot of these um, nerve points that are reducing stress. So again, you're calming the whole nervous system. And that's a very easy one to do too. If you're you know, feeling a bit anxious or stressed um, or even very tired, there's a lot of points there that will help reduce some fatigue. So that's an easy one to do as well. Um, Judy, what are your tips for living fabulously? Okay, so my main ones, I think because I work so much with stress and fatigue, my main ones are really to have strong boundaries, and that's the first one. And by that I mean have really strong boundaries around what is acceptable to you and what isn't acceptable. So, for example, if someone rings you up and asks you to do something, instead of saying, yes, because you feel pressured into it. Say to them that you'll get back to them and give them an answer that, you know, the next day or in an hour or whatever. And then think about it and ask yourself, does this serve me? Is it going to make me feel better? And do I really want to do it? And if the answer is no, then just ring up and politely decline. You don't have to give an excuse. Just say that, no, I can't do it. And Start saying no to things that don't serve you, the things that stress you out. So it's really important to do that and have boundaries and boundaries around your time too. If people expect you to be somewhere, you know, for three hours and you know that's going to exhaust you, then just say no, I can't do that. Or even in business I find, you know, with clients it's important to have boundaries um, to protect your own energy and also for them to respect theirs as well. The second one is to ask for help. Now, this is a biggie for me because I'm a bit of a perfectionist and I'm getting better at it, (laughs) but I always think I can do everything myself and I would do everything from, from, you know, from working um, with clients to coming home, cooking, cleaning, everything else. And I learned that this was exhausting me and it wasn't sustainable because I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it all. And there was no reason I had to. So ask for help. Even at work, if you've got deadlines to meet, for example, ask for someone to help you out. You don't have to do it all. Ask if you can get an extension on your time. You know, ask for help with that. At home, ask for for your family or your partner to help out. You know, they can cook, they can clean. Um, Even if it's setting the table or stacking the dishwasher or putting the washing on, ask for help and learn to accept that it may not be the way you want to do it. It doesn't really matter. (laughs) And that brings me to my third one, which is let go of control. (laughs) And this is a biggie for me because I, again, not asking for help, I felt I had to control everything. It's all my perfectionist tendencies coming out. And I've let go of a lot of that. But learn not to control everything. You know, you don't have to do everything a certain way. For example, you know, vacuuming the house ties in with asking for help. If your partner does it and it's not the way you'd like and it isn't perfect, does it really matter? you know, ask, let go of some of that control. One of the things I, I used to do was always rearrange the dishwasher. Now, my husband would stack it terribly and he still does, but I just ignore it now. But he, he would throw everything in and I would come and rearrange it because I thought that's not gonna be washed properly. <laughs> and that's something I've really had to let go of. So don't feel you have to control everything. It's not gonna, may not be perfect, but it's still done. And that's okay. You don't need to stress yourself out. So me really, for me, really, these, these three things are um, having boundaries, asking for help, letting go of control. It means you get rid of that resentment that you may feel in having to do everything. You let go a lot of the frustration about it, about it and you reduce your stress levels because you know that things are manageable then. You've got others who are with you, who are helping you. You don't have to do everything. And by reducing your stress, you're, you're less anxious, your health improves, and
0: you're on the way to living a fabulous life. Yes, I love those tips because that's so true, you know. And if we are so hooked up in that perfectionism, mm-hmm. you've got to understand what's driving it. What's oh. behind all of that? But that could be a whole nother conversation, Judy. Oh, exactly. <laughs> I could talk about that for hours. <laughs> I've
1: well, had to learn a lot about that. But, um, it's all good because it is, it is, I think, life is very much about learning. Yes. And, and then you, you're always improving yourself. There's always things you can do that make your life happier and less stressful.
0: Yes, that's beautiful. And you can find Judy Newbury at her website, which is www.soulvitality.com.au and also on Facebook under Soul Vitality Reflexology. And those will be in the show notes for you. And Judy, thank you so much for enlightening us about facial reflexology. Because as I said, until I met you, I had no idea that this was a thing. (laughs) And it sounds like such a wonderful practice. It's holistic, it's um, encompassing, and I also love the fact that you can actually feel that in the face and by giving people their homework to do, that they can begin to be in touch with that, those aspects of themselves and take responsibility for their health. And it almost feels, and it feels really interesting because you have never read my book, but a lot of my book talks, so Hope in a Dark Tunnel talks to a lot of these things about taking responsibility and finding the path that works for you because you are individual. So I love that there's so much synchronicity between what you've spoken about and about the, the you know the imminent launch of my book. So that's wonderful. And thank you. <laughs> I'm thank also you. excited that simple things, you know, and like you taught us two simple techniques can diffuse that stress in the body. And we know that the stress hormones hang around way longer than the pleasure state hormones. So yeah, let's start doing our practices like that. And you know, cu- coupling it with even with breath work would even magnify the, the results. So to slow down, breathe, and do that um, gentle oh, rubbing alongside the ears I can just imagine how powerful those two in combination would be, you know, even though each of them standalone are beautiful for reducing stress. So thanks so much for being with me today.
1: Oh, pleasure. It's been wonderful. And I, I can't wait to read your book because it sounds so much on my own wavelength and what I've been talking about. And thank you for this opportunity to explain facial reflexology.
0: Thank you so much for listening. And I would love to know what you enjoyed most about this episode. You can connect with me on Facebook by searching for Living Fabulously with Bev or feel welcome to leave a message or comment on my website. You can get the links and any references from this episode in the show notes at my website, www.livingfabulously.com forward slash podcasts. Do you have a friend who you think deserves to live fabulously? Spread the love around by sharing the podcast with them right now. Until next time, be sure to live the fab life. The information shared here and in our programs and webinars should not be seen as medical advice and is not meant to take the place of seeing licensed health professionals.